does feel like cities everywhere are dealing with encampments of people who don't have homes, right? Cities all over North America are seeing this. Vancouver's certainly not immune. We've seen them pop up in different areas. One place in particular, though, where it seems to be permanent is a crab park. And there is an area of that park that has been set aside for people to stay there, essentially. You probably, maybe you've seen that permanent kind of encampment. Now, some of the residents of that area, though, are raising some serious concerns about the lack of support, uh, just the lack of facilities that they have, and they have filed a complaint against the city of Vancouver. So we wanted to find out more about this and what is going on. So Weber Jack is with us now, the litigation director for the BC Civil Liberties Association. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, thank you for having me. So can you tell me a bit about this complaint? What is going on? Yeah, so um, as you mentioned, uh, Crab Park has a tent city that is um, sanctioned essentially by by the city. Um, and the residents there have filed a complaint uh, alleging discrimination on the part of the city and the park board um, for failing to provide uh, essential services to the residents there, things like running water, washrooms, electricity, um, that is essentially making conditions unlivable um, and it's impossible for people to reside there in a dignified manner as a result. Okay, so what is the City of Vancouver obligated to provide? Well, that, that's a good question and probably um, something that will be uh, or may be decided uh, through this complaint. Um, but, you know, it, basically what the residents are, uh, of uh, Crab Park are asking for is just you know, the bare essentials um, that are required for them to to be able to survive, essentially. So um, would you say right now that there is no sort of written requirement for the city to provide these things? Well, there there is a memorandum of understanding um, that, that the city uh, agreed to to provide services. So um, I would say that there's a requirement. Um, I, I don't know if that what's in there is um, necessarily what the law will require. Um, so th- that part of it is unclear um, what the minimum standards might be. Okay. And so I know this is all part of the, the court case originally where um, the court had decided that you, you can't, you have to give some kind of room for people to, to stay here, right? Yeah. Well, the, the fundamental issue is that there just isn't adequate shelter for people in the city of Vancouver. And that's true really everywhere in the country. And what the courts have said is that when that's the case, there's nowhere for people to go. Um, the charter guarantees that they have a right to shelter themselves in public spaces. Okay. And so that's the right to shelter themselves in public spaces, which is what they are doing there. Um, and so what, what is the rest of the, pro- what kind of connection is there between the people who are there at Crab Park and the people who might be trying to help them? Is the city there on a daily basis? Like what is the city providing? Um, well, so the park board, um, you know, is responsible for the park and uh, they are there regularly. Um, unfortunately, for the most part, what they seem to provide is just kind of bylaw enforcement. Um, the area that's designated for the camp is quite small relative to the need for shelter. Um, so people end up kind of outside of that designated area and park rangers uh, are regularly um, coming in and basically harassing them, um, taking their property, making them move along, things like that. Um, the, the the park residents I, I know have been trying to communicate with the park board and the city about getting these services, and it, it's been a it's been difficult to get any kind of um, 
response, positive response from those uh, from those bodies. So is that what this process is all about? And so what is this complaint process like? What's going to happen now? Um, yeah, so the, the complaint was uh, filed by the, the residents, yes, for that reason, because there um, seems to be no other way to get these services. Um, the tribunal, um, the first step is the screening process. And the tribunal decides whether um, it makes sense for the complaint to go ahead, and, and that is the hurdle that has been passed. Um, so the next step is uh, can be for mediation. The tribunal can try to help the parties um, come to the table and, and negotiate uh, a resolution. Uh, if that doesn't work, then uh, they'll go on to a formal hearing uh, where both sides you know, make arguments in front of the tribunal about um, the, the residents will try to argue why they're being discriminated against. Uh, I imagine the city will um, argue that they aren't. The tribunal then makes a decision, and if they find that there is discrimination, um, the tribunal will grant some remedy. Probably, I, I would hope, they would be um, ordering the city to provide the services that are being requested. I mean, it's tricky, Faber, isn't it? Because on the one hand, it is a park, it's designated as a park, and if you're providing services, aren't you kind of turning it into a residential area? Well, uh, I think what's not tricky is that um, we all need a home. We all need a place to live. These people don't have anywhere else to go. Uh, the courts have recognized that um, many times over. They need they need a place to reside. Uh, and right now, Crab Park is it. Uh, unfortunately, that's, that's the best they have. And, you know, I think that the city has a responsibility to help all of its residents um, survive and uh, and thrive and live in dignified ways. And right now that's not really possible at Crab Park. And so um, right. it needs to be fixed. Okay. So what can the city provide then that would improve the situation? What's needed down there? So things like running water, um, washrooms, showers, uh, electricity, um, shade in the summer. Um, again, really what's being asked for is, the bare essentials of, of things that people need to just live. And so how long do you anticipate this process is going to take? Does this kind of get the ball rolling here? Definitely gets the ball rolling. Um, uh, you know, uh, hopefully mediation can start any time and, and um, could lead to some resolution. I mean, the parties can do that on their own as well. Um, I know that the tribunal is very backed up. There's a big backlog that they're trying lots of different ways to to deal with, um, and this case has, they, they've agreed to deal with this case on an expedited basis. Um, but I, I know that complaints have been taking, you know, many months or or years to resolve. So um, we'll have to wait and see how quickly they can get to this one. And so, what has been the reaction then from the proper, like when the encampment perhaps has asked for running water or showers or shade? Has it just have, have they communicated anything at all from the city? Well, uh, my understanding is that uh, they, the, the communication has been very one, you know, one way. Um, we uh, did attend a, a meeting this month uh, with the park board, and um, yeah, I don't know, there wasn't much um, of substance discussed. Uh, I, I know that we've heard that at one time there was some access to electricity um, from kind of an electrical pole or light pole um, and the city came and just shut that off was their response to that. So um, yeah, n again, I, I think just the fact that the complaints been filed, the residents have, have had to go this route um, 
it's pretty good evidence that the, the city's not being responsive. All right. Well, thank you so much for explaining it to us this morning. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.